Welcome to day 97 of the story that changes everything. Our readings for today are 2 Samuel chapter 16 through 18. Here's some thoughts to guide your reading for today. It's not unusual in our culture to not only build famous people up to a status they can't sustain, but then to also delight in their eventual failure and perhaps even humiliation. The beginning of chapter 16 describes the kind of challenges David now faced during this low point in his life as he flees from Absalom. It's unclear in the text if Ziba, the servant given the responsibility earlier of caring for Mephibosheth and his property, is telling the truth about Mephibosheth returning to Jerusalem or not. If Ziba is telling the truth, then Mephibosheth has ignored David's goodness to him and switched loyalties to Absalom. But if Ziba is lying, then he is opportunistically taking advantage of David's vulnerability to increase his own wealth and power. As David travels along, a member of Saul's tribe calls down curses upon him. The man, Shimei, was such a nuisance that David's men just want to kill him and be done with it. David allows him to keep shouting. David seemed resigned to the reality that criticism comes with the territory. The latter half of the chapter turns the lens from David to Absalom. Ahithophel advises Absalom to take the concubines or secondary wives that David left behind and publicly make a display of sleeping with them. This is deeply offensive to a modern audience, but in the ancient world, this would be a clear sign that Absalom was now in charge and taking over everything that belonged to his father, the king. Ahithophel's advice continues into chapter 17. His advice is to go all in and chase down David in his vulnerability. Ahithophel believed that if David were killed, as had happened after the death of Ishbosheth, the loyalty of the military and the populace would then shift to Absalom. But Hushai, David's friend, now spy, works his way into Absalom's circle of advisors. Knowing that David and his men could use more time to rest, recover, and gain strength, Hushai contradicts the advice given by Ahithophel. Hushai advises Absalom to take his time, put together a massive force, and then lead them himself into battle. Absalom embraces this subversive advice from Hushai. Having bought a little time, Hushai then sends messengers on a dangerous mission to inform David of Absalom's plan. Seeing the writing on the wall, Ahithophel takes his own life rather than face the retribution of David after Absalom's foolish plan fails. Chapter 18 gives the account of Absalom's defeat and death. David divides his troops into three groups led by Joab, Abishai, and Ittai. David stays behind, this time not by his own choice, but heeding the advice of his generals. He sends them out with a command to please show mercy to Absalom. As has happened many times in history, a superior army in strength and size can get defeated because they end up being forced to fight on terrains and with methods more conducive to a small group of forces prepared for guerrilla-type warfare. Absalom's massive army experience a very similar problem, and they are roundly defeated in the rugged countryside of the Ephraim forest. In fact, the text states that more of Absalom's soldiers were devoured by the forest than killed by David's armies. In one of the most ironic stories in the Bible, Absalom's beautiful and lengthy hair gets caught in an oak tree. The mule he's riding on keeps going, but Absalom is left hanging in the tree. When Joab hears that Absalom is stuck in the tree, he wonders why no one killed him. 
Those around Joab know full well what happens to those who kill the people David cares about. They get death rather than rewards. Joab, always the warrior, puts three spears through Absalom's heart. This son of David, who tried to take the kingdom from his father's hands, ends up with no future or legacy and with a big pile of rocks on top of his body as a monument to his futile revolt. Two messengers, one loyal, Zadok, and one a foreigner, a Cushite, they carry the news to David. But how will he react when he finds out? Rather than being angry and killing the messenger or messengers, David goes into a heart-shattering lament over Absalom. His lament not only reveals his sadness, but also seems to name some of his own culpability for his failures in his relationship to Absalom. I think most parents can feel David's pain as they read this text. There's no pain quite like the pain you feel for your children. Even when they are acting out in ways to intentionally hurt you, the pain of regrets, failed relationship, and shattered hopes only increase the pain a parent experiences. David's kingship may have survived, but it came at a terrible personal cost. These texts may help us know that God understands our pain, and they may also serve as warnings, but they come with very few answers. Nevertheless, read these chapters carefully, looking for things you've never seen before. Journal your thoughts, prayers, and questions. Pray for your children, your grandchildren, and the children of the others that you get to care for because of your connection to the body of Christ. Our text for tomorrow are 2 Samuel chapters 19-21, through 21, and we'll add Psalm 41. I'll talk to you tomorrow.